speaking of Wired magazine, there is that big like interview with the top people at OpenAI. Um, they're they're describing what sounds like uh, a malarianian uh, cult. I can never say that word cor- uh, quite. Uh, it doesn't roll <laughs> off my tongue. Um, but uh, you know, a doomsday cult, or they're they're amanitizing the eschaton, and we always say, "Don't amanitize the eschaton," and they keep saying, "I'm go- I'm going to amanitize the eschaton. I'm doing it." I'm doing it. I'm pushing. I said, don't push the button. They said, I'm pushing it. <laughs> but I want to, I want to, um, just quickly, uh, read a section from this Wired magazine article because I think it actually speaks a lot to the kind of the, the productive force determinism that Mao is critiquing here and that we can see, um, expressed by some of the early Marxist philosophers who took Marx's work and pushed it in very in different directions. Uh, so this is uh, from uh, the Wired, the the recent Wired magazine um, article on OpenAI that interviews a lot of the top people there. They write. It's not fair to call OpenAI a cult, but when I asked several of the company's top brass if someone could comfortably work there if they didn't believe in AGI or artificial general intelligence was truly coming and that its arrival would mark one of the greatest moments in human history, most executives didn't think so. Why would a non-believer want to work here, they wondered. The assumption is that the workforce, now at approximately 500, though it might have grown since you began reading this paragraph, has self-selected to include only the faithful. At the very least, as Altman puts it, once you get hired, it seems inevitable that you'll be drawn into the spell. So they 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 have a cult, <laughs> a cult of AGI, where the where the, you're right, Ed, they're not godless. Because they are trying to create God, uh, you know, and, and then worship it, right? That's and and but it is also this very it is a form of this uh transhistorical technological determinism because it says that not only is this inevitable, not only will this specific thing happen, it will also be a a, a landmark achievement, a rev- a pivotal revolutionary point of human history that will project like force us, propel us into a new epoch of civilization because it's inevitable, because it must happen. For them, uh the outcome of that is well, it's utopian for them, but dystopian for all of us, which also speaks to the the kind of dialectic of utopia and dystopia here, where these are not um, mutually exclusive alternatives, but rather coexisting realities that depend upon your perspective and your position within the material conditions of that society, right? A utopia for Sam Altman or the uh, the high priest of the culthood of open AI uh, is is positively a dystopia for all of us, right? Um, even though it's this you know the same reality coexisting, but it also for them this transhistorical productive force determinism of technology leads in that direction. I want to quote Mal here, who is uh, Mal quotes Karl Kotsky, who we mentioned, who's a very you know very influential uh, Marxist philosopher, who is um, a contemporary with Marx, but born in the uh, 1850s and died in the 1930s. So really, kind of coming in um, right 
you know, right at like like uh, the the first wave of of Marxist thinking and 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 thought coming out of Marx's own work. But Kotsky is the one who really pushes this evolutionary view of historical materialism, this highly deterministic view. He Kotsky writes that the development of technology is a motor of social development um, that will provide a scientific basis for proletarian struggle. Quote, with the progress of technology, not only the material means are born that make socialism possible, but also the driving forces that bring it about. This driving force is the proletarian class struggle. It must finally be victorious due to the continuous progress of technology. So here, I mean, Kotsky is also very much arguing for um, a product, uh, 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 an extremely deterministic view of progress and technology and historical development, but just in the other direction, right? The proletarian struggle will win because technology and progress will make it so. As we get into the theories of the state that Mao lays out, we can see this this uh, this idea kind of peppered throughout some thinking by folks like Lenin, right? Um, who also had a very, at the very least, a uh, a, a neutral, a politically neutral view of technology and technical systems, um, rather than one that sees these things as the products of struggles over power and domination, uh, exploitation and extraction, um, you know, agency and oppression, right? That like sees the, the, the production of technology, the, the, the creation of forces of production as the outcome of these social relations and the the struggles um, o- between you know, among different uh, uh, social relations that and that that's ultimately Mao's argument and I think it it's why he you know why we spend time going through this this, this historical materialist view but especially the very uh, productive force determinism of orthodox historical materialism. Um, Mao goes through that, you know, in the beginning of this chapter to say, you know, this is what we need to argue against, right? This, and this also creates a poverty of thought around power and how it operates in society because it blinds us to um, the, the fact that economic relations are not the result of a transhistorical technological force, but are instead the result of and nestled within, not separate from, nestled within social relations. Let's, I guess, let's uh, let's go on over to the to theories of the state um, that Mao uh, wants to. Uh, un- unless you have anything to say, Ed, real uh, about the about the cult of open AI and the, the transhistorical God machine that they are um, doing, doing rituals every day, dark, demonic, satanic rituals every day to bring uh, that God into existence. Every day I turn towards Mecca and I ask for hellfire to strike down the headquarters <laughs> every day, three times a day, five. So nothing else to say <laughs> about the, but the idolaters there. It is good. I, 
that wired art that wired interview with the with top people at OpenAI was really great though because it's like it's it's so good to see to get a glimpse inside to know what to to get confirmation for what we all knew and expected which is that they're running a an AGI cult um, over there under the guise of a multi billion dollar technology company. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt, and um. I mean, I think it's also really interesting. I encourage people, you know, have conversations with people who could care less about artificial intelligence or have really no reason. And by reason, I mean just because of work or because of interest or because of what they study to um, encounter a lot of the debates or discourses about it. And I think you'll see and find, you know, we talk about, we talk a lot about the sort of general propaganda that seeped into people's minds at a baseline level that structures what they believe about AI, whether that's from science fiction, whether that's from political debates that they catch with winds of, whether that's from, uh, you know, warning sirens from either side, um, uh, and and have a conversation about it because the baseline assumptions that people have are really interesting and and I think speak all, and and give a little bit more insight one because like they are far disconnected from the reality and the capability in a lot of ways of what the AI systems are and also underwrite them right so if this is a company that is really inv- interested and invested in ensuring that humanity doesn't get subsumed by uh by Cthulhu by digital Cthulhu um, you know one thing you might ask is why is it that there's as far as I can tell almost no discussion from them or interest in remedying the massive gap between the general background layman consensus or assumptions about artificial intelligence and the reality of it and it's because they live in the gap right? The gap is where they're able to market. The gap is where they're able to confuse. The gap is where the regulatory shield is. The gap is where the gold is, right? And any company that portends to be like, you know, the fucking ark that's going to protect us from the flood that's coming, but takes advantage of people on that deep of a level and doesn't even care about it, you know, does it pretends it's not even present and the cynics. They're all they're cynics, you know, all from the top to the bottom. And we know what they're doing.